Annie McLaughlin here for Stick Together, a half hour of workers' stories, union news and social justice issues. We come to you from 3CR on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation with respect to their elders past, present and emerging. We are coming to you on your community radio station through the Community Radio Network. In today's program, we go down to Brunswick Street in the heart of the inner Melbourne suburb of Fitzroy to the rally held by social service organisation Brotherhood of St Lawrence Workers calling for a wages increase that keeps up with inflation, not a wage cut. Their calls are being echoed across the country. But first, some union news. It is profit season, and the announcement of Qantas's $2.5 billion profit on the back of sacking workers and a blowout in customer service complaints has caught in the craw of Australian workers and the Transport Workers Union. At a press conference held on Thursday the 24th, TWU National Secretary Michael Kane had this to say. Well, Qantas is out again today crowing about a, an eye-watering $2.5 billion profit. This is dirty money. This profit is dirty money. It's been reaped off the back of um, exploiting labour hire loopholes, illegally sacking workers, making customers and taxpayers feel ripped off and decimating good standards in aviation. You know, this eye-watering result today from a company that's currently facing the High Court over 1,700 cases of illegal sackings. This announcement today, this eye-watering announcement today from a company who last year had 70% more customer complaints than ever before. You know, Qantas management today, if they had a shred of decency, would be embarrassed by this profit result and they'd be saying so because they have decimated good jobs, they have brought this industry to its knees and they've devastated illegally sacked workers and their families. It is three years to the day since under the cover of COVID, Alan Joyce's management team illegally sacked 1,700 Australian workers. 1,700 workers and their families who had built the spirit of Australia, some of them for up to three decades. In that three-year period, Qantas received $2.7 billion worth of community funds, taxpayer funds. Quite literally, Qantas management owes the Australian public a debt. And if it's not going to pay the government back directly, then it should plough this profit and the $10 million worth of liquidity that it's just announced today as well, straight back into building excellent standards in aviation. The TWU is calling on the federal government to create an independent Sky Commission to investigate and maintain standards within the aviation industry. On Monday the 28th of August, NTU, National Tertiary Education Union members at Melbourne University, took protected action as the university management drags its feet during enterprise bargaining negotiations. The call for fair pay, 80% staff on secure tenure, 
limits to rampant restructuring and untenable workloads all top of the list from angry academic and professional staff. They were joined by students in a rally at the centre of the campus before adjourning for a community picnic to discuss the next week of strike actions across the campus. We spoke to David Gonzalez, president of the NTU Melbourne University branch, about what is happening over the week. Yeah, for sure. Um, So it's been a year since we started bargaining with the university um, and nearly two years since our uh, last agreement with the university expired. Um, Since then, uh, we've had many proposals, um, mostly coming from us and going to them and out of our six key um, claims that we call them, which are um, more secure work, uh, some responsibility taken by the university for workloads, restriction on um, restructures, that's how many times they can do a restructure over the life of the agreement, um, and flexible working arrangements, and um, a a better pay uh, package. Um, You know, only one um, of these have they come back with a proposal for, which is on um, parental leave. Um, so, um, you know, we've taken our first set of actions on um, May 3rd, where we had about a thousand people um, meet at the university uh, who went on a half day work stoppage, probably the largest um, demonstration in uh, many, many, many years um, at the University of Melbourne. And we took a full day action in um, June uh, during a university uh, executive meeting. And um, and now the, the university... Um, has delayed bargaining for another two weeks after we have given them an updated proposal. And um, uh, we have just said that we can't take it anymore. Um, So next week we will be taking um, unprecedented uh, action across the university. Yeah, we're talking about seven days stop work, right? Well, it's a it's a mixture of things. Um, we've, we're trying something very different than has ever been done before, probably at any um, uh, university in, in this country. Um, we will have a, um, on Monday, uh, starting at midday, we'll have a half day um, starting, uh, yeah, like I said, midday until 7.30 p.m., a half day uh, stop work for all members of the union at Melbourne Uni. And then what we um, we did is we allowed workplaces to um, vote workplace by workplace as to whether or not they were safe and ready to take um, longer action. And out of that, um, we ended up with the um, all the members um, in the arts faculty, the Melbourne Law School, uh, Scholarly Services, which is our library, the 757 Swanson Street building, which houses many of our student services, and the VCA School of Art and the Faculty of Fine Arts and Music stagecraft team. Uh, most of those have taken uh, five days. Well, they've all taken at least five days, and some have taken um, seven days of action. So they'll be stop work for up to a week. Yeah. The Migrant Workers Centre in Victoria, with Unions New South Wales, are spearheading a campaign to guarantee protection for exploited workers. They are calling for the federal government, as part of its migration review, to introduce a strong, predictable and clear guarantee that a worker's visa will not be cancelled when the worker has been subjected to workplace exploitation. The Migrant Centre says that repeated studies have shown that migrant workers are being systematically paid less than their minimum entitlements. There is ample evidence 
that fear of visa cancellation is one of the key factors that prevents temporary visa holders from acting on their rights at work, even if they know they are being mistreated. The ever-present risk of visa cancellation creates a fundamental imbalance of power between migrant workers and their employers. Too often, employers threaten migrant workers that they will get their visas cancelled to prevent them raising legitimate workplace issues like wage theft or harassment. Migrant workers must be provided a guarantee against visa cancellation if they take action against their employers for a breach of workplace laws. It should never be possible for an employer to retaliate by causing the cancellation of a worker's visa and it should never be acceptable for a migrant worker to risk their visa in order to speak up about what happens at work. A megaphone petition is active called Exploited Worker Guarantee, which the Migrant Worker Centre is calling all union members to consider signing. You're on Stick Together, worker stories, union news and social justice issues. The Brotherhood of St Lawrence is a not-for-profit organisation working toward an Australia free of poverty, according to its Wikipedia page. The Brotherhood as it is colloquially known, has its headquarters in Melbourne but provides services and programs across Australia. It undertakes research, delivers services and advocates for anyone who faces or is at risk of disadvantage and poverty. As we hear from workers taking protected action on Thursday the 24th of August, they believe these high-sounding values should include people who work for the organisation. We go down to the rally on Brunswick Street, on Brunswick Street in Melbourne, Fitzroy, and we hear from workers, ASU union delegates and organisers and their supporters. G'day, I'm, I'm from 3CR and I was just wondering if you'd give us a lowdown on what's going on today. Uh, essentially we're gathering out the front of the uh, Brotherhood of St Lawrence head office in Fitzroy uh, to protest. Um, we're, we're fighting for fair pay conditions, um, and leave entitlements. Um, so far, they've, they've made some some adjustments to the original offer, but it's nowhere near what we're asking for. Yeah. Okay, uh, uh, so this is actually um, the second round of uh, strikes, isn't it? Uh, so we had one last week. We actually had one the week prior to that as well. So it, we've been having some shorter strike actions as well, like two hours here, four hours there. But this is the uh, the second large scale one where everyone's gathering at the same place here at the head office. So. Okay, and it's for two days. Uh, yes, yes, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, and and uh, this is the first time uh, uh, workers at Brotherhood of St Lawrence have done such actions in its ninety three year history. Uh, yeah, that's that's how I understand it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, what are the key issues? Um, so essentially the, the pay offer that they've put forward, it's, it's below inflation and, and we're really just fighting for our, our staff and colleagues to be able to afford 
the, the increases in the cost of living that we're all suffering from at the moment. Um, the other sort of leave entitlements that we've been campaigning for have included uh, reproductive leave, which they have come to the table with an offer, but it's one that requires staff to have exhausted all of their personal or sick leave before they can even tap into that. So essentially, if someone does use all their sick leave, then they end up um, having a child and then they get sick after having the child, they've got no sick leave at all to fall back on. So it's really not accessible to the people that need it. From 3CR, stick together show, and I was wondering about... Uh, uh, you as a worker taking strike action here today. Can you talk to us about it? I think for me it's about doing the right thing. I've been in community services since I was 18, so many, many years, 25 years I think, and a volunteer for different organisations during that time. And I think for a charity to have so much surplus and not be offering very dedicated workforce a pay rise that this sector deserves and needs is a little bit disappointing for me. That's why I'm here. Um, Was it hard to decide to... Because it's always hard to sort of step over a line saying, oh, now I'm going to actually take action. Not really. Not this time? Not this time. Um, I think it's something that's been happening, coming for many, many years for people who have been in the sector for this long to see it not change. You're like, enough is enough, to be honest. And if we don't take action, it will never change. Do you want to tell me why you're standing out here with a sign that says, Hog for Fair Pay? Uh, yeah, because basically um, BSL have offered a, a pay rise, which is really a pay reduction on, in overall terms. And I think with, with the big surface they got, which you can see on the window, that they should actually pay as well. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because you guys are actually working in a sector that's dealing with people who are dealing with um, a lot of grief and uh, poverty. Poverty, yes. yes. Eliminating poverty is one of our, um, our main objectives. So, yes, so it's a little bit ironical, but maybe, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which part of the organisation do you work in? Uh, I, I, work, I work in the hippie program, so just up here, just here in my office. So. Okay, yeah. yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Could, could you tell me about why you're here? Yes, because workers throughout Australia have really lost out um, with the rise in inflation. inflation. Inflation has been caused by profit gouging, you know, price gouging by the, well, the big companies. You know, look at the prices have gone up, but workers' wages haven't kept up. And um, these workers have decided to, to fight for a real improvement in their wages so they keep up with inflation. So I really support that. Do you want to tell me why you're standing here with a fair pay for community workers? Absolutely. Well, I actually I used to work for the New South Wales Council of Social Service and saw many years ago, saw firsthand the way the whole sector was being turned into a neoliberal nightmare um, and the people who supposedly stood up for poor people uh, basically, um, yeah, they were more interested in maintaining their relationship to government than calling out, you know, the increased poverty that we were experiencing. And also because I think you know, um, works in Australia are being screwed. They've been screwed for a long time. We need a fight back. So strikes like this are just a breath of fresh air. What's going on here for you? Absolutely. Um, so we're standing out today. It's the third time we've come on strike. Uh, it's the first time that we're doing two strikes in a row, Thursday and Friday. Previously, we've done Mondays. We've got a very, very, very diligent workforce that 
actually, you know, have been very honest about saying striking is hard. We have clients to work with. We have people that rely on us. We have work to get to. We want to do the work. Um, but we've kind of reached no other point now because we've been trying to bring BSL to the negotiating table and they've stalled negotiations, which is a real shame. We're here because we believe that actually caring about social injustice, which we all do, that's why we work here, means looking after your strongest asset and that's the people that do the work for you. Um, and if they're not prepared to give us a pay rise that's in line with inflation, or reproductive leave that can be accessed when we need it, not just at the end of exhausting all of our sick leave, well then they're not looking after us in the best way that they can. So it's hard to feel like we're a little bit undervalued, especially at a time when, you know, corporate profits are going through the roof. Um, you know, Woolies, Coles, biggest um, oh, profits ever. And gas. that's, yeah, gas, that, that's, those are the costs. Those are the costs that we have to face. Rinse. Um, and so we want to be able to like get through and not have our wages or our conditions make life harder for us. Um, I, I, know, I noticed that um, when the vote came out, it was like 61% wanted to go on strike or... And nearly more, yeah, 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 yeah a little yeah. bit more, which is amazing. So, and that was really, really interesting because in the communications that BSL have put out recently, they said that in that vote at the end of July, it was the delegate team that voted that down, but it wasn't. We agreed to survey all of our membership and have the membership decide whether they wanted the ASU to endorse the vote or not, not the delegate team. So that's the other thing. It's like, mm, you're kind of being a bit picky with your communications here. Are you scared of saying that it was the whole membership that voted to take protected industrial action? Are you trying to pin us as the delegates as the ones that are being obstinate? You know, so that's why we're out getting the honks from the trams and everybody today it's um, really really amazing to have more and more people show up every time actually from across our sites and our offices um, and across all the programs and services that we run so yeah I'm very proud to be here with my colleagues today this is protected action so they've been dragging their feet haven't they you could say that you could say that they've met with us three times now um, in negotiations um, and there have been improvements like we we absolutely will not overlook or undersell that. They've consulted with First Nations staff, they've consulted with LGBTQIA plus staff, uh, they've listened to the union, they've, you know, taken recommendations on board. Like, they've included things based on the recommendations that we have organised that they take. You feel like you've been heard. But... To a certain extent, but when they came back and said, we've made a generous pay offer, which was an increase by 0.5% in 2025, and still not like a rate that it's meets in inflation cut. now it's just like doesn't doesn't really help like you could probably do a bit more to help i'm not saying that they're we just we know okay you've got a fantastic team who really care about these kinds of issues for other people let alone at home right so we know that they've got like that they're landlords we know that they take rent we know that they own property we know that they have a massive surplus so it's like we know that they just brought in a whole new level of cheeky chief executives at god knows what level of salary a whole level of management that never existed before so it's like as if you can't take a little bit of what you've got and share with your workers right now like I have very high expectations and belief of this organisation. I'm very proud to work for BSL, and so I want them to meet that high bar that I set for them, you know? I believe yep. they can do better. Yeah, the other thing too is um, when you have been fighting so hard, uh, they offer you 5%, then 4% over the next year, and then 3%, and this is actually a pay cut. Mm. Uh, but it appears that they're being um, open 
but the point is that fighting to the end, you have to fight to the end, right? I agree, and I'm a fairly like new delegate. A lot of my team have been on this for a long time and have faced fatigue, burnout. They do so much work in extra hours, like um, field so many questions from concerned members, bring on new members. I, I was brought on as a new delegate by another delegate. Like I've joined because of this fight, and like we're gonna keep going. Like that's that's what it's about. It's not showing any signs of letting up. Um, so yeah, I hope they're ready for it. Where do you work in this organisation? I work in the youth team, yeah, in community programmes. So, Thanks for talking yeah. to me. No, it's a pleasure. Thanks. Alright. First point I want to make uh, is to challenge this idea that our industrial action is harming the people we support. Now I know some of you who are on, support, on strike today are actually NDIS participants. Some of you have children who are under the NDIS. So, you know, there's obviously no conflict there. Woo! <laughs> it is a bit hard, isn't it? <laughs> the point I'm making is that we're on the same side. Um, you know, in the NDIS, which I work in, uh, you know, terrible harm is inflicted on participants every day, whether we're on strike or not. Our society treats disabled people like trash. Huge numbers of disabled people live in poverty. A lot of them are on $2 a day or $2 an hour for, for the jobs they do in Australian disability enterprises. Our prisons are overflowing with disabled people and First Nations people. That's got nothing to do with our strike action. And many of the participants we work with are homeless. But sorry, housing isn't the responsibility of the NDIS. But the problem is no other service system really takes responsibility either. So I'm a, I'm a local area coordinator and I try to create NDIS plans that include the support people need. They're almost always cut back by someone at the NDIA. They say it's not value for money or that it's a parental responsibility. But, you know, we need to say it for what it is. When they say that, they mean it's nine times out of ten it's the mother's responsibility. And the government is saying that the NDIS is too expensive. So every day, NDIS participants get kicked off the scheme because they say there are too many children with autism on the scheme, too many people with psychosocial disability on the scheme. And when they're kicked off, there's no support for them outside the NDIS. It's disgraceful. And that's why one of our work bans is, is to not complete eligibility reassessments. It's a small, a, a small act of solidarity to show NDIS participants that we need to disrupt business as usual by striking and protesting like this if we want to fix our broken disability and aged care system. It's, a, it's an act of um, support for them. Because the quality of our service depends on how well we are supported as workers. You know, how can we give our participants the, the attention they deserve if, if we can't keep body and mind together? If, if we can't afford to keep up with the rent, the mortgage payments, the petrol and the food? If we as workers are disrespected and undervalued, the people we support are also disrespected and undervalued. So don't let anyone tell you that our industrial action is harming our clients. Business as usual harms them every day. The second point is to, to remind everyone that BSL can afford to give us pay rises that match this year's March quarter CPI of 6.8%. That's what we're asking for. Yeah. <laughs> And they can afford to provide more accessible reproductive leave. 
Yeah. Woo! A brotherhood owns pretty much the whole block behind me. They have an $82 million accumulated surplus. Well, you made that surplus. BSL has that surplus because you are overworked and you are underpaid. But the Brotherhood won't share that surplus with us unless we make them. And we have to fight for it. We have to strike for it. Um, and our industrial action has won, won us some improvements to the agreement so far. Uh, but BSL is saying that the negotiations um, are over. Yay! So, if our strikes this week aren't enough to bring BSL back to negotiate, we will need to do this again and show them we'll be coming out until they improve their offer, over and over again. You don't know why we're here. We're here to demand that the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence actually choose the people over their own coffers. We want them to spend their $82 million in surplus on the workers that actually do the work that provides value to the community, not on executives that spend over $200,000 a year justifying their own existence. Now, we're about to finish, but I want to let everyone know here today, the Brotherhood are still not negotiating with us. They are still... Um, what we're going to do is we're going to either force them to put this out to a vote or we're going to force them back to the negotiation table. We're going to apply today or tomorrow to the Fair Work Commission and make sure that they engage with your people. The great work everyone. Tomorrow's another strike day. Take it off. Make sure the Brotherhood know who's working and who's not, who's on your side and who's not, because you're on the side of the clients and you're on the side of working people. So congratulations, everyone, and well done. That's it for Stick Together this week. If you want to catch up with our program, the podcast is available at 3cr.org.au or at your favourite podcast site. You can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by ringing 03 94198377 and leaving us a message. My name's Annie McLaughlin. Remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there is a union for you. And until next time... Stick together. Long-haired preachers come out every night Try to tell you what's wrong and what's right But when asked about something to eat They will answer in voices so sweet You will eat You will eat By and by in that glorious land in the sky, work and pray, live on hay. You get pie in the sky when you die, that's a lie. And the starvation army they play, 
They sing and they clap and they pray Till they get all your coin on the drum Then they'll tell you when you're on the bum You will eat, by and by In that glorious land in the sky Work and pray, live on hay You get pie in the sky when you die That's a lie Holy rollers and jumpers come out They holler, they jump and they shout Give your money to Jesus, they say He will cure all diseases today You will eat, by and by In that glorious land in the sky Work and pray, live on hay You get pie in the sky when you die, that's a lie Working men of all countries unite Together for freedom we'll fight When the world and its wealth we have gained To the grafters we'll sing this refrain You will eat, by and by When you learned how to cook and to fry Chop some wood, it'll do you good You'll eat in the sweet by and by That's no lie 